0: Good morning. Welcome
1: to another edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend, Jim Gilbert, brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the yard patio furniture. We'll talk to Jim about that great furniture coming up in just a moment. Denny Long here with some birding tips from Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner. They still say, remind us to keep out the bird baths. You might want to put out some white millet to attract those migrating birds as well. And they always remind us, keep those bird feeders clean, prevent those diseases. And they also say do not store your seed, bird seed, indoors unless you have put it in the freezer for a few days. Another tip from Cardinal Corner. Holiday shopping, holiday gift shopping, it's that time of year. Many people are doing that already. You've got to stop by Cardinal Corner. They've got a huge selection of beautiful bird baths, nature gifts, handbags, jewelry, things like that. You've got to see the the store to believe it. There's a couple of locations. Freshest bird seed you will find anywhere. And subscribe online to their monthly newsletter. A lot of great tips there. Just go online, cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner opens seven days a week. Lee and Pammer in West St. Paul, Butler in South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. Here's the number, 651 455 6556, online at cardinalcorner.com. You'll see Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning, Jim. Officially, 25 degrees in the Twin Cities.
0: 25. Wow. Um, well, it's a frosty morning out here too. 21 degrees in our yard on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, located about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. It's overcast, but very, very little wind. And big sheets of ice have formed on Lake Waconia overnight. Of course, there's still uh, some big open areas too. Flocks uh, of red winged blackbirds have been flying overhead this morning. I've been watching them go overhead, heading south. I, I don't know if they're going, if they're just going to a feeding area or if they're actually heading heading south for good here. But we'll see. And there's two bald eagles perched at the top of a tall Norway spruce tree next door. We still have thousands of Franklin's gulls that roost nightly in the water in the center of Lake Waconia, and then they come off the lake. They're starting to come off the lake now. This morning, this frosty morning. American robins are eating crab apple fruit, and yesterday I saw several fishing boats out on, on uh, Lake Waconia. Well, sun, sun rose at 7.07, and sunset this afternoon is 4.47. So today in the Twin Cities area, we have 9 hours and 40 minutes of daylight. We have lost nearly 3 minutes of daylight since yesterday, 18 minutes since last Sunday, and 5 hours and 56 minutes, that's almost 6 hours, is the total daylight loss since June 20th, the summer solstice, first day of astronomical summer, and the longest daylight period of the year. We still have, Denny, 53 minutes of daylight to lose by December 21st, the winter solstice, and of course the shortest daylight period of the year.
1: So almost another hour. Wow.
0: Yeah. The normal high for day is 43, the normal low 28. Records for today, November 12th in the Twin Cities. High 65 set in 2001. Minus 4 was the low set 51 years ago in 1966. The most precipitation we've ever received is 90 That was on this date, 1965. On this date, in 1940, it snowed 8.5 inches of snow on the Twin Cities, and of course that's part of the infamous Armistice Day blizzard of 1940 that started November 11th and continued into November 12th, 77 years ago today, um, brought dropping temperatures strong winds, and much snow to Minnesota and into Wisconsin. Forty-nine people lost their lives, including a number of duck hunters that were caught on islands in the Mississippi River in the southeast, eastern part of our state. Now, the temperature was in the 60s in the morning of November 11th and dropped to below zero by the 12th. I'll just give you some snowfall amounts. At Collegeville, that's St. John's University, winds gusted at 45 miles an hour, 26.6 inches of snow fell. At Duluth, winds reached 63 miles an hour. Snow drifts as high as 20 feet were were reported in the Wilmer area. I'm talking about this Armistice Day blizzard of 1940, in case people are just tuning in. Other snowfall amounts for the Armistice Day Blizzard of 1940 include 24 inches at Meadowlands and 22 inches at Orr. These are both in St. Louis County in northeastern Minnesota. 19.3 inches at Malacca, 16 inches or 16.8 inches at the Twin Cities International Airport and 15 inches at St. Peter. What a storm that was. Uh, with the colder the normal temperatures this past week uh, came many, many sightings of and of uh, the V formations of tundra swans. Um, they were coming over, well, right over the Twin Cities area. And some people reported hearing their muffled musical whistles as they flew overhead in the dark. The tundra swans are coming from their summer nesting range that is mainly north of the Arctic Circle. Large numbers of these stately birds pause briefly each fall on lakes and rivers in the Great Lakes area before moving to their winter territories along the Atlantic coast from the Chesapeake Bay area to North Carolina. We do get to see them for short times in many of the lakes in southeastern Minnesota. A good place to see hundreds, sometimes thousands of tons of swans in, now in November, right right now and in, maybe just for the next week or so, is on the Mississippi River and its backwaters around Minnesca and just south of Brownsville, where they feed on water plants and they rest. There's an overlook located three miles south of Brownsville. Now, Marge Killer is like the champion watcher of, of uh, Tundra Swans, I haven't seen a flock or heard a flock yet, but you just happen to, you got to be outside at the right time. But Marge Keller, who lives on the shore of Pearson Lake, that's near Waconia, heard her first of the fall season tundra swans about 5.30 p.m. last Sunday, and coming over, and then she heard another one like an hour later. And then on Monday the 6th, she saw three flocks of tundra swans coming over. And, of course, heard them, too. Also, because of our drop in temperatures lately, ice has been forming on some of the lakes and ponds. In fact, many lakes and ponds. Now, ice begins to form on ponds and lakes on the first calm, freezing day or night after a pond or lake reaches 39 degrees throughout. And that's when water is at its heaviest and the most dense. So, the lighter water will be on the top, will become 32 degrees, and then ice will form. Now, the ice-on date for a lake is the first day when at least 90% of a lake is frozen over and stays frozen over. If you would like to report a freeze-up date for a Minnesota lake, Record the date when at least 90% of a lake becomes ice-covered and stays ice-covered. So wait a few days. Also include the county and the nearest town or city with the name of the lake. Now you can check the email site of the Minnesota State Climatology Office so you know where to send this information. That would be climate c l i m a t e at umn dot edu, and they're also located. Uh, un, un, and Facebook, and under Minnesota or go MN Climatology. Already hundreds of Minnesota lakes ha- are frozen over. I'll just give you some examples. Steve Carr reports that near Wirt in Itasca County, that's way in the north-central part of our state, Dora, Clear, and Beaver Lakes froze over November 2nd. Last year it was December 5th. So November 2nd, last year, December 5th. Wow. Harold Borchers, Borchers notes that Silver Lake, that's also called Des Moines Lake, 10 miles north of Bemidji, froze over last Sunday, the 5th, as did Mile Lake near Baxter on November 5th, according to John Crandall. Mike Check, who lives on the shore of Sibley, Sibley Lake in Pequot Lakes, reports freeze-up was Monday, November 6th. On November 8th, Rock Lake near McGregor froze over, according to Ray Massey, and last year, uh, Rock Lake froze over December 7th. With below zero temperatures this past Friday, November 10th, in the northern half of Minnesota, and 10 degrees over much, and even colder over much of southern Minnesota, many lakes froze over. I'll give you five examples. Caribou Lake Um, right just inland from Lutzen, and this is observed by Scott and Brenda Benson. The freeze update um, was the 10th, and uh, they noticed that, or they note in their notebook, starting October 27th, they've had continuous snow cover, and they received 16 inches of snow so far this season. Anyway, Mobile Lake near Bemidji um, also froze over on the 10th, according to Zed Freeman. And Little Rock Lake near Rice in Benton County, Jim Huber reports say, saying our uh, reports that the lake froze over last year, December 8th this year, November 10th. Gladstone Lake near Niswa froze over on the 10th of November, according to Gary and Lynn Gray. And last year Gladstone froze over on December 8th. And in goose lake just west of Waconia froze over also on the the tenth of November, according to sue uh Gaty.
1: well I so know it, i I, I know what to here I know one thing that won't freeze that. Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: and that, you know what I was looking at the frost on top of our our all of our furniture is green and it's sitting out there in this this is it's covering a white frost all over it this morning. Uh,
1: Jim and I have this furniture that's made right here in Minnesota called By the Yard down in uh, Jordan, Minnesota. That's made out of recycled plastic milk chugs. We don't say this often enough. You talk about maintenance-free, very substantial furniture. And I remember reading a stat uh, this past uh, summer, Jim, on average people replace their patio sets every two to three years. Think about that money that's going down the drain. Oh, I know. And, and, and they've got it By the Yard, as Jim has been there and I have too many times. Their showroom down 169, quick drive. They've got so many great ideas there. And they can customize your furniture, mix and match colors. Uh, They are experts in the industry. All they do is outdoor furniture. And we urge you, Jim and I do, to visit their Jordan showroom this week. Now, they're going to be open, even though the summer's over. They're still going to be open Monday through Saturday. I'm going to give you a phone number. A lot of folks call and order that free catalog after Jim's show. It's just a recording. Just leave your address. That number is toll-free, 877-220-0448, 877-220-0448. Or if it's easier, get on the web at buytheyard.net. Still a family-run business down there near you know, Jordan.
0: I, I still remember it's about five, six years ago now, Sandy and I were in Arizona for a month, and someone was listening to a CCO by way of the web, <laughs> and and they, they stopped by our place and they said, we've got by-the-yard furniture in our yard. And, and then they were talking about how it had been 125 degrees, and they had had it for several years, and you could not tell no, it. No,
1: it looks brand amazing. new all the time. Yeah. Uh, check it out, by-the-yard. Well, Jim, we've got a couple minutes to go
0: here. Okay. Um, much of the information on climate, weather history, astronomy, phenology that I've been using again this morning from from the Freshwater Societies. Minnesota Weather Guide Environment Calendar. So it comes from that if you want to see it this in printed form. And I, I contribute to that, of course, each year. The 2018 editions of both wall and engagement calendars are available at book, gift, and wild bird stores throughout Minnesota and western Wisconsin, including chapters, Our chapter two books in Hudson, Wisconsin. Cub Foods in Minnetonka, Majors and Quinn booksellers in Uptown area of Minneapolis, and the bookstore at Fitger's in Duluth. The weather guides can also be ordered online at freshwater.org or, um, and I should say too before that, that the 2018 weather guide would make a perfect holiday gift for anyone. Hey, Diana and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, report this past week blue jays have been numerous at their feeding station, it, and white-tailed deer have been on the move, and their granddaughter, Destiny, saw a leopard frog just the other day in the leaf letter trying to get to a nearby creek. And that's because they're cold-blooded animals. they got to warm up. Now, hopefully during this warm spell coming what, tomorrow and the next day, that frog can get into the creek. Lisa and Tom Bovers from Faribault saw the first snow buntings in the fall season last Sunday, and on Tuesday the 7th, close to 40 common red poles were eating seeds from paper birch catkins in their backyard. And that evening they heard a flock of tundra swans overhead flying southeast. Mary and David Brislance live on the Ridge above Lake Superior at Lutsen report that red-tailed, rough-legged, and hawks and bald eagles continue to migrate through. A flock of forty to fifty Bohemian waxwings continue to eat crabapple fruit in Grand Marais yards. Grand Marais, white-winged scoter and a surf scoter have been seen. New birds at the Brizlance's feeding station this past week are a white-breasted nuthatch, They're not very common in the Northeast. And a male red crossbill. The crossbill flew down and ate hulled sunflower seeds out of David's hand. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live near the Cannon River on the edge of Northfield, report. Last Sunday, the 5th, observed their first migrating tundra swans of the season coming over in big V formations. Of course, they were heading southeast towards the river, Mississippi River. And last Sunday, the 5th, there were only two little brown bats left in their bat house, which it had maybe 150 bats in it. By Monday, the last bat had left to go probably hibernate in a nearby cave.
1: Well, we have to leave, take our okay. leave. To a, I looked at the clock and I went, wait a minute. Uh, All right. Time. But I'll tell you, Jim, let's do this again next week. huh? Look forward to it. All right. Have you, a good Andy. week. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Jim Gilbert back next uh, Sunday morning for more Nature Notes here on 830-WCCO.